Welcome to another edition of the Indie Cornrows Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Schindler, joined today by my co-host, Tom Lewis. Tom, how are you doing today, man? Uh, doing great. Actually, I have a schedule to talk about, games on the horizon, hopefully. I know. that's. Uh, I'm pretty excited. We have a, a, a Monday news podcast for the first time that we've really needed <laughs> one since uh, since we started up, so it's it's uh, kind of awesome to talk about, man. I, I'm, I'm amped uh, just getting ready for it. I think the first thing, obviously, we have the schedule coming up. But I think the most pertinent thing, uh, all of the preliminary testing came back for, for COVID-19. And we had much lower than I expected. Uh, still, you know, obviously it's uh, terrible that anybody's being uh, tested positive for it. Obviously, Malcolm Brogdon uh, of the Pacers tested positive with it. Uh, but 16 of 306 tested players uh, tested positive for COVID-19, which is, uh, and, you know, in our time talking, that's way lower than I was expecting. Um, yeah. Obviously, we still have to go through uh, – you know, probably two or three more rounds of that before we even get close to playing games. Uh, but definitely a, a, a pretty positive note to start on for sure. I was, I think a lot of people yeah. are anticipating a lot more. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, all, all the news reports of uh, spikes, especially in Florida, but, but elsewhere, you know, it, it's keeping me <laughs> pessimistic about things, but I don't know why uh, here on the schedule and <laughs> having the times and, and the TV schedule and everything. It's like, all right, let's go. Let's see if we can do this. Um, but you're right. It's, it's still it's still going to be day to day here, and you know, hopefully, like Brogdon will recover enough where he can can eventually play. And um, I did I did see something. I think today, Gobert was saying he still didn't feel yeah, completely right. Yeah, he said right. he's still so, feeling effects of it. Yeah, I mean, you know, so I and I I do think it, you know, it's a little different for everybody, obviously. Um, so. Uh, Again, we don't know exactly what to expect on that. So I guess we can focus on on the best-case scenario, and that's the, the uh, team playing soon. Yeah, exactly. And, um, you know, speaking of playing as well, uh, the technical date for announcing uh, that a player will not be joining their team uh, for, the, for the NBA restart was, uh, I believe, two days ago, two or three days ago. I believe it was on mm-hmm. Friday. Um, but there's still like a little wiggle room before the team leaves that, that players can announce. Currently, no Pacers players have announced that they will not play. Um, as far as I know, nothing new has come out uh, on Victor and uh, whether or not he's still debating playing. Uh, same thing with Justin. Uh, I was you know checking both their Instagrams this morning and uh, have not seen anything on that. But uh, some you know notable players. Nobody who's like necessarily a star, but you know Davis Bertans of the uh, the Wizards, uh, who's been pretty injury prone throughout his career and had the best season of his career. He is sitting out, which I think makes sense. Um, Avery Bradley is sitting out because one of his kids has uh, um, some chronic lung issues. Which, so that makes sense as well. Trevor Reza has some off court issues that he's, he's staying off with. And uh, today Wilson Chandler uh, announced that he will be staying out as well, which is a bit of a hit for Brooklyn. Um, but as yeah, that's, those are the only four that I know of that are currently uh, sitting out from the bubble. Yeah, I I think it was last week. Uh, J. Michael had uh, Nate McMillan, uh, reported Nate McMillan felt like he thought everyone was going to be there. Now, I mean, that's uh, he he wouldn't say otherwise. I don't think, but um, at least he didn't say otherwise. <laughs> um, but uh, I think that's a a good sign that they're if they're expecting everybody to be there. They also haven't, you know, obviously there hasn't been a two way player signed or or anybody brought in the mix or. Any rumblings about that? So, yeah, I think for the last thing I saw in Old Depot, he was at uh, Top Golf. So, I guess that's a good thing. 
I would like to be a Top Golf right now. That actually sounds pretty great. <laughs> they just put one a new one up in Cleveland, so I'll, oh, uh, I'll nice. ask you whenever this stuff blows over, man. Definitely got to get out there. <laughs> um, but you know, so another interesting thing going off that as well, though. Uh, I don't know if you saw it, but the the uh, the odds, like the the betting odds, came out already. Mm, yeah. Somehow the Indiana Pacers are at one to forty to win the cha- the championship, and the Nets who are not going to have their two best players. It's already been determined. Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant will not play. They have one to 25 odds. Uh, I, I'm not really sure how that worked out. I was, uh, I was talking to Caitlin about that yesterday on Twitter. Um, I, you know, man, I, I, it's, it's, it's vaccine to me. I'm not really understanding that at all, but yeah, I, I just I have know, to laugh it off, it. man. It happens every single time. I, I think that was on like uh bet online or something. Yeah. Like yeah. That. I think it was bet online. I went, and looked at the. Uh, I, I was like, wait a minute, that sounds crazy. I, I did look at uh, FanDuel, and they had them above the Nets, but still, there was a big drop off from, um, um, you know, from the. I think it was the Raptors. I think they had the Sixers ahead of the of the oh the Heat, the Heat and Raptors, and then there was a pretty big drop off to the Pacers. Um, but still, it, it was yeah. I think everyone everyone just sleeping on them. I guess so. I think yeah, I think much. the fact these other teams, you know, they feel like they might be getting healthier, you know, most importantly, I guess, Philly, um, and being in better shape, um, I guess that uh, they're not considering that. The Pacers were also in need of a little health boost. So uh, not surprising, I guess, but uh, always, always, the Pacers are always better than that underdog role. So um, let's just keep it that way for now. Yeah, definitely. That's just something that's always confusing me, man, especially uh... – you know, looking at it, everybody's talking about how these guys are recovering from injuries, um, and I get that. But at the same time, you know, the Pacers' starting lineup didn't even play a hundred minutes together this year. Um, yeah. So just you know, more 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 to lock in for. But uh, but yeah, so you know, with odds, you got to follow the money too. And you know, oh, people yeah. like to bet bet on the big market teams when they want to bet on the Pacers. You know, so uh, that that's always a, a little bit of a factor in there as well. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I am not a betting man. Uh, I, you know, I'm trying to think the last time that I, that I bet on something, uh, I went to a casino for the first time last year and I lost $20 in about five minutes. Um, so, you know, that's about the extent <laughs> of my betting and for good reason, man, I, I get, I get a little too worked up with it. Um, but you know, jumping into the schedule, obviously we, we kind of have to take everything with a grain of salt a little bit. Um, I think that's one thing that I've tried to be adamant about. I, I uh, um, I, I don't think that any team is going to look exactly like they did or even remotely close to exactly like they did uh, coming back um, in this, in these circumstances. Um, but I, I mean, obviously it's not like it's going to be completely, completely different, but I just think we're maybe under, I don't know if you agree, but I think we're maybe underselling a little bit um, how different the, the settings are and, you know, just how everything might be. Um but, but looking at the schedule, currently based off Jacob Goldstein's uh, real strength of schedule rankings, uh, the Pacers have the fourth easiest schedule uh, in their eight games. We'll dive into that soon. But uh, on the horizon, uh, so in the fifth seed where Miami is at, they have the hardest strength of schedule uh, from here on out mm-hmm. in, the, in, the eight bit, in the eight seeding games, which uh, is definitely interesting looking forward. Yeah, and I remember I – First saw the schedule, I was kind of like, oh, man, that's like, guy's going to be tough. Uh, but then when you match them up with everybody else, I think, I mean, I think the Lakers got hit pretty hard as well. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and I felt like Philly. I think the reason that initially I was thinking it was harder because I looked at Philly first, I think, and I thought, man, they got a break with their schedule. Um, I don't know. They may have the easiest one if you add them all up. But I think they have the um, – uh, if I was looking, it was second easiest, I think. Second easiest, okay. Yeah, so um, – and, of course, that was, uh, you know, prime on my mind since they played the first game and then also they're battling for that spot in the standings, but, um, you know, can't complain. I, I think if you look kind of at the, um, I think John Schumann had a, had a good um, uh, uh, little analysis of looking at the, if they had played the regular season out, um, and <clears throat> so they had a, a certain strength of schedule um, from that, and then now the new strength of schedule you know, everybody's kind of went up a little bit, but some were worse um, than others. And, and the Heat really got hit on that. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the Pacers kind of break. So, um, anyway, you slice it. I, I think the Pacers, you know, can't complain about that schedule. And, obviously, the Miami is going to come down to the head-to-head matchups. They have that two of them. So, um, I know we'll get into that. But um, um, it's uh, time to get going and, and then – you're going to hit it, hit it running against Philly. Yeah. Um, I think especially looking at Philly, uh, well, I mean, it, it's, it's, it sounds almost arbitrary looking at it because there's not, not going to be any home, home or away. Um, I know. But I keep catching myself. Yeah, I think that's what's oh, so – which one's at home? Oh, yeah, no, no. Exactly. Uh, it's just, <laughs> it's so weird crazy. to not see versus or at on a, on a, yeah. on a schedule. Um, but, you know, looking at everything, as, as far as we know, there's no – necessary like uh there's nothing added in to make it so there's a benefit to being the higher seed in the playoff setting right no right yeah so uh, i don't know it brings up a lot of interesting questions i mean i'm somebody who always thinks uh you know obviously within reason you know it's important to take rest sometimes but always trying to get the highest seed possible just because it, it will probably benefit you in the long run um but it's really interesting to look at uh with with miami now there's a chance because uh, we, we hadn't beaten Miami once this season. We still had two games to play against them. But we can now split mm-hmm. the series with them because uh, we have two games, the sixth and eighth game are both against Miami. Um, but then even more importantly with Philly, we own the head-to-head already. Um, but now having this extra game gives them the chance to, to take it. Uh, and especially considering that it's the first game, that could be huge coming down the stretch for, for eventual seeding. Yeah, absolutely, and I, we we know that the head to heads with Miami are going to be. T- I mean, they could end up playing them, you know, what nine times in the, yeah. <laughs> a couple of weeks. Um, but and you know, what's the matchup you want? Also, right? If they they slide the six, maybe they catch Boston instead of uh, Miami or Philly. I mean, I don't know. Philly is just such a wild card right now. I mean, the one thing I, I've kind of been looking for is. There hasn't been much on Embiid as far as like, yep. his, is he ready to go? What's he, you know, is he looking like the Hulk? Is he is he fat and out of shape? What's his status? And that actually kind of scares me a little bit. <laughs> Maybe he's yeah. laying in the weeds. If there was some crazy, you know, Instagram videos of him working out, I you know those usually are throw me off the scent of a guy. But since there's been nothing, it's been so quiet. I'm I'm, uh, I'm a little nervous about what. Uh, what he might be doing uh, 
uh, getting ready to go here. Yeah, just and wait. He's going to drop a, like a Rocky Four Ivan Drago montage at exactly. 1 o'clock tomorrow, and we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll all be ready for no Philly matchup. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, I've thought about that as well. I try not to like maybe read too much into that. Uh, but with everything that's happened with, I mean, obviously Nikola Jokic and Marcus Gasol, um, mm-hmm. it's actually been really interesting because obviously it's not about the Pacers, but um, the Raptors were a really, really tough matchup for Philly. Oh yeah, um, last year, and now with I mean Gasol, I mean he looks like he's dropped probably thirty pounds, man, and it's the slimmest he's been in the NBA by far. Um, and so it's it's interesting to look at. I, as far as I know, nobody on the Pacers has had any you know uh, significant physical change, at least that that we're aware of. Um, but it sounds again, it sounds arbitrary, but that's something that can have a massive, massive impact. Um, that was kind of seen in the the ninety nine uh, lockdown se- lock lockout season if i remember correctly um i mean it it could be just a lot of really interesting implications to look at um looking out that way um but then when it comes down to seeding uh where do you i mean obviously we it's still going off of stuff that's three and a half months ago which is crazy to think about um but as far as how the seeding could fall where where are you leaning right now for um where where we want the pacers to end up for a favorite matchup, I you know I, I still feel like, you know, and like 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 we said, it doesn't matter if it's a fourth or the fifth seed, but, um, I still wouldn't mind the Heat, even though the Pacers you know struggle with them in their earlier matchups, um, and maybe I'll be singing a different tune after this, uh, the end of the regular season. Although if that happens, the Pacers might end up being bumped out of that five or four seed, um, if they can't handle them again, but. Uh, the, the only reason is that, you know, the Pacers do have more experience in the playoffs and, and that Heat team is just coming on. Now they're, you know, talented and everything, but they haven't been in those, uh, in the playoffs and had those battles like that, um, some of those young guys. So I think, you know, it, it might end up being a, a better opportunity for the Pacers to get, get by that, for this group at least, to get by that first round. Um, and, and, you know, then then have a shot and, and see what they can do against the the Bucks. Who I'm uh, assuming will hang on. <laughs> yeah, I think the Bucks have to go zero and eight, uh, and yeah. or pretty close to that. I mean, the the, the Raptors are yeah, five games like behind them. So, right yeah, it's uh, the the odds of the Bucks falling out are are pretty much yeah. zero. I mean, even if Giannis didn't play, they'd probably still yes. be in the one seat, which is uh, kind of wild. Um, but yeah, no, I agree. I think Miami's definitely. The, uh, the best, most optimal matchup. I think that it's easier for us to match up with them in a seven-game series than, um, uh, like, especially talking about Philly. I mean, they're such a wild card. I, I remember yeah. going into the season, I picked them as the number two team right behind uh, right behind the Bucks, and obviously they haven't delivered on that, but there's been, been flashes, and um, everybody's talked about well, – a lot of people talked about the potential for them to be better as a playoff team, which I, I, don't, I don't know if I've seen that, but I think it's more of if Embiid is – Joel Embiid, he's pretty easily – I mean, as much as we love Domas and Miles, I mean, Joel Embiid has been a problem for them uh, since they've been in Indiana. I mean, uh, oh, yeah, he's just – there's no way to, to really – I mean, you can maybe mitigate some of what he does, uh, but fully shutting him down and oh, oh, the way that he'd open things up for uh, for the rest of the offense is uh, ooh, not, not something I'm excited to deal with. Yeah, I mean, when he's healthy and engaged, uh, yeah, it's, it's a nightmare situation. <laughs> 
So that's uh, that's why he's such a wild card because he's uh, he's had the struggles with the with the uh, motivation at times, I guess, and, and injuries, and, and maybe a combination of both. But I would think, you know, that the other thing I was camping about this is not really like a start of the season because there's no marathon anymore. I mean, this is a sprint to get ready for the playoffs. So the motivation to play and, and get in that playoff shape is going to be strong. Um, and I know that the, even even the teams like the Bucks, like you say, they can maybe do half games like that and, and try and maintain some rest. But at some point, you got to go full bore and see what you got and make sure you're ready to go for the postseason. Well, yeah, exactly. That's what's such a conundrum with it because normally when the regular season's ending, you have teams starting to, you know, the top two or three seeds, if they're pretty locked up, they're starting to pull back the reins a little bit, uh, rest their starters to, to be ready for the postseason. But now uh, you look at it and it's just like, I mean, you can't really afford to let up because you're coming off this massive rest period or just more period of uh, kind of just not knowing what's going to happen. I don't really think anyone was full on resting. Um, so it's just a totally different circumstance. It's, it's, uh, it's going to be uh, an extremely wild uh, first month of basketball watching, um, watching all these teams you know, ramp up and, and get ready to play. Um, I mean, I think all the, the seeding games are happening over two weeks, correct? I mean, it's pretty pretty quick, yeah. just right off the rails. Yeah, I mean, in the West, you know, there's, there's a lot of seeding to be determined as well. I mean, these games are all – I mean, this is almost going to be kind of like a college football season where every game is so important. you gotta, you got to bear down and, and uh, win as much as possible. And um, But like you say, it's going to be just condensed over such a short period of time. It should be some – Good fun ball to watch every night. Yeah, one thing I'm excited about too that I think could really benefit the Pacers, um, our depth. I mean, we have we we can tech. I mean, we could definitely go 11 deep. Um, and I mean, Aaron, who's been a little bit out of the rotation since uh, since Victor came back, he could be getting a lot more run. Um, you, you know, we could just see guys being extended. You know, maybe the starters are playing 25 minutes a night, but just closing the fourth quarter, something like that. You know. Uh, Alize could be coming in as like the 12th man. Jakar playing, um, maybe Goga gets some run. I'm, I'm not. I, I don't know about you. I'm, I'm a little <laughs> bit weary of Goga getting uh, significant, uh, big time, meaningful game minutes. Uh, but it's, uh, yeah, man. I, I don't know. Yeah, and I think McMillan has mentioned that he's he's probably going to play a, a deeper rotation in those eight games to get everybody up to speed as they need to. And, and also, I mean, he has that option, like you say. Um, they're not afraid to put some of those guys out there. So, I don't know. We'll see if, if Gogan comes back a different man as well. But <laughs> um, hopefully, uh, at least Domas is is uh, ready to roll and, and Miles and those guys, and they'll, they'll have something um, for those teams up front because I think that's a, a key against those you know, against the Heat and, and Philly is trying to to stabilize up in the front court and, and handle the bigs and, and then uh, let the Pacers guards do the damage. Yeah, uh, it'll be uh, definitely a, a lot coming up. We're going to have a lot to record and, and write about and, and talk about, so I'm I'm definitely looking forward to it, Tom. Um, Absolutely. Well, awesome. I guess it's kind of like the first podcast of the season almost, if, if you want to look at it that way. We're finally right. getting it back going. Uh, the reboot is real. It is. It's happening, man. Well, uh, Tom, thanks for coming on, man. Uh, it's been it's been a pleasure. I'm I'm looking forward to what we got coming the rest of the week. 
right. Sounds good, Mark. All right. I'll talk to you later. To everyone listening, thank you for listening. If you, uh, if you haven't already, please go rate and review on Apple Podcasts and subscribe on anywhere else you can get your podcasts. And obviously, check out all of our articles on IndieCornrows.com. Uh, and just uh, thank you for listening. Have a great day and uh, stay safe out there.